This is the Cash Value Solutions Podcast, where your hosts, Jason Polmeyer and Kyle Mann, shed light on little-known money truths to help you take control of your financial future and become your own banker. Subscribe, rate, and review the show, and check us out at CashValueSolutions.com. Welcome back to the Cash Value Solutions Podcast this week. What's on the agenda today, Kyle? Well, we are back in the book review covering the retirement trap. So this one is full of Nelson's uh, opinions on what retirement is, um, retirement accounts, and pension plans put on by the government. What led to the need for a retirement account? Yes, and things along those lines. So we'll we'll give our take on this, and it, there's no doubt when reading this that Nelson was not a big fan of the government and government-sponsored programs. Which, I mean, we're not really either, so... Yeah, I can say that I I don't participate in yeah. them as much as I can avoid it. Social Security, I mean, I'm I'm locked into. But, I mean, I, further than that, I don't participate. Yeah, so we have the problem of onerous taxation, which our tax, the income tax code was created in 1913. And so then the government comes out with these state-sponsored plans to where you can kind of defer or reduce taxation through them. Yeah, so Nelson's thought is, and and I agree with him completely, if the government wouldn't have created the problem of onerous taxation in the beginning, there never would have been a need for a, a retirement plan, something that is just a function, another function of the tax code. Yeah. These are all exceptions that have been added into uh, the IRS code. And he, he also questions, like, I mean, are you actually gaining something from this? I mean, we've referred to it as it's kind of like letting the fox guard the hen house here. So by, by delaying taxation, are you, are you gaining something from that? Well, it depends on what um, future taxes do. Yeah, what future taxes do. But also, like, standard 401k accounts are being put into mutual funds unless you request different. So what's the stock market going to do? Is it going to go up? Is it going to go up enough to beat inflation? Or when you're wanting to retire, is it going to be, is it going to crash? Yeah, what, ultimately, what purpose is this serving for you? And this is a good time to say, if you aren't going to do any other type of of, um, accumulation of money for later in life, this is better than doing nothing. It absolutely is better than doing nothing. Yeah, at least it makes it so you can't just readily spend the money and there's you're probably going to get you're going to get some sort of gain on it more than likely. It's not guaranteed, but at least it's it's taking money that could be readily spent on some sort of liability or something you don't need. Right. And so, you know, the odds are that Yes, over time, these plans should go up in value. What we're saying is, could you do more with this by being in control? Or does it align with what you're trying to do? That is a huge thing that we deal with, Kyle. That's probably the, num- the number one thing you need to ask yourself, not whether is it, is it good or bad, does it go with my beliefs or not. It's, is, is this going to propel what I'm trying to do? This is the very first place that we look when we're, when we're working with people, when we start working with them. When we learn about their financial situation, we're looking at, okay, does what their financial actions 
like what they're telling me, does that line up with where they want to go in the future with what they've told us their, their dream is or what they plan on doing in two years, three years, five years. Sure. It's, it's unbelievable how many times that it, it doesn't line up. Yep. And uh, Nelson goes on here to say that these pension plans, you know, they were created for the greater good. That's how everything starts. Oh, it's for the greater good of everyone. But then along the way, what, what do they say? The highway to hell is paved with good intentions. <laughs> Along the way, I mean, what is actually happening here? He he's talks about how putting money in these government-sponsored programs, you're, you're having this huge amount of capital that is owned by private citizens that now the government has control over. So they can change rules. They can do whatever they want. And just recently, they with the CARES Act, they changed how um, distributions can be done after, like, if if your grandparents pass away and they have a 401k, you have to take all that money out within 10 years of inheriting it. And that wasn't, that wasn't a rule before. So they can just kind of, they can kind of change rules how, however they see fit. And also, and, and I just want to add to that, Kyle, like there's always exceptions to the rules too. So it gets really confusing to know what's the right plan for you. This isn't something where it's just common knowledge. You have to, it forces you to have to go to somebody to help you plan this out. Yeah. Because it gets so confusing. And he also goes on to say, we, we've heard this often, but social security is going to fail. We've been hearing that for years. Will it? We have no idea. But we know it's, we know it's in trouble, but they can, I suppose they can keep printing money or, or do whatever they want. But he says, you know, you just need to be careful and realize that the easiest money that the government has access to right now is tied up in 401ks, IRAs, all those government-sponsored programs. It's like, you know, what's is it that crazy to think that that, that might be a resort if they're running out of um, money to use that money? Well, right. I mean, in a sense, it's they have access to a portion of that money because they they were the ones that allowed you to postpone the tax. Yep. If they can change the rules... They can do that whenever they want to. Now, I don't know how likely that is um, to happen, but you should just be aware they're the ones that created this. They can change the rules, and if they need to, they absolutely um, could have access to those funds at a sooner time than than what you're thinking right now, which would be, say, age 59 and a half or whenever you take required minimum distributions. Yeah. So this isn't a fear mongering campaign right here. We're just awareness. Yes. This is being aware of what could happen. That's, that's, that's all that we're trying to do here. Yeah, for sure. And you know, Nelson also goes on to say here, um, that he's talking about the Soviet union and how it, people say that it collapsed so quickly. And he says that is not so it was doomed to failure from the start because it was operating from a faulty premise that government knows how to order the lives of people better than people do themselves. The, the government doesn't know what you and I need, Kyle, right? No. It doesn't know what's best to do with our money, but yet it's so often talked about that, you know, max out your 401k, max out your IRAs, you know, um, and there is no education given around finance and what people could do to help themselves and be better with their financial no. situation. And you know, when things are going good and people check their 401k account and you know, it looks like a big number in there, 
you have to realize that depending on what tax bracket you fall in, there's a certain percentage that's not yours. If you're going to fall, taxes are 20%, 30% when you want to retire, that means 30% of that number is not yours. Yeah. You have to be aware of these things because it is so much easier to plan at a young age and, and go forward than it is to, okay, be 55 years old and be like, wow, I didn't realize this. I need a lot more money. What am I going to do now? Because you can't just make up time. Yeah. And also, I would go on to say that with Social Security, it's kind of a forced deal. Like You're pretty much forced to pay so much into Social Security every year. There are ways to avoid paying in more than whatever. But I like to think of it like, can the government really make more money with that money than I could personally? Or what about you? I mean, there's... What are the chances of that? If I had the choice, I would never put a cent into that, Kyle. Yeah. I, that is something that I do not want to do. It's it's for the people that don't take action to be responsible enough to save something on their own, in yeah. my opinion. I guess I'd even, I mean, this is an opinion, but I'd argue that those people, they could, if they could take that money and then put it in a life insurance policy, that Absolutely. insurance company, they, they've been around forever. They've been around longer than the tax code. They know how to make money. They could do better for that person. They then. know how to grow that money for you. Yes. And then if you uh, need need access to that money at any point in time, you still have it yeah. because of how life insurance works, cash value life insurance. You know, if you've paid in $50,000 into Social Security so far or whatever, you could have bought, what, two or three houses? You got two or three down payments on a house there that could be providing you income yeah, rental properties. For the rest of your life, yeah. I mean, what? What's there's a retirement fund right there. Absolutely. Streams of income, that's what you need, is income. And, you know, to go on even further, you know, Nelson talks about how retirement is built on this faulty premise of there's only so many jobs in, in the economy and we have to get rid of the older people because there won't be jobs for the younger people to come into. And it's just from this limited mindset. Scarcity mindset. That, yeah, that... There's, it's kind of like, um, like to make it really simple, like imagine back when we had horses and buggies, okay? And we had to have them to transport us and then cars come along. It's like, well, oh my gosh, like there's nowhere for the horse and buggy people now. But, but really there's just, there's more, there's engineering jobs. There's, uh, there's all sorts of different jobs that come along with what comes along with um, automobiles, Kyle? Tires that need to be fixed. Motors need to be fixed. I mean, it's just... Sure. Maybe that wasn't a great example, but it's just like an example of how we evolve to different things. Doesn't mean that there's no jobs for the people that did the other thing. They're just going to have to do something different as the economy changes. Yeah, you have to be adaptable. And that that's something with this, the UBI they talk about, the universal basic income. Well, everything's going to automation. So... People are gonna not gonna have jobs. Well, you know, if everything goes to automation, there's gonna have to be people that maintain those systems. There's gonna people have to develop. There's people gonna have to update. I mean, there's there's gonna be so and you're many- gonna have to work on those systems physically. There's gonna be people that have to fix the robots, the machines, whatever it is, because we all know that stuff is not flawless and it doesn't work perfectly. Yeah, and you can even during coronavirus, like there are still jobs. If people want jobs, there are still. Uh, help wanted signs out so it's it's just it's not a true perception of reality that these jobs are limited yeah and i can't even tell 
like I, I've never counted, but like every farmer that I ever talked to spring, summer, fall, they're always looking, they always have more jobs than they can get done. There's always work out there. It's just a matter of if you want to do it and you know what your skill set is, if you're even capable of doing it. Yeah. And the term retirement, when you think about it, I mean, it's, it's to put out a service. So when you retire, you are putting yourself out of service. So you're pretty much just saying, well, I am of no use anymore. And so I'm just going to go do whatever, I guess. And it's kind of crazy. And, and I mean, I've seen it in my own life, like people that retire, it, it's just crazy, like how fast they start to age and deteriorate when yeah. you don't have a purpose in life anymore. And there's nothing wrong with um, slowing down and things like that. As long as you have things that are moving you forward that you are pursuing, you have purpose. I mean, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. We're just talking about, yep, the how it's just the line drawn in the sand 65 or I mean we're going up to 67 now with retirement age but yep 67 and it's done you know it's like yep you don't need to work anymore and and if you do you can't get or you get less social security so yeah it's a crazy crazy way that we teach people you know to live life and um Nelson goes on here at the end um we talked about Ed Deming earlier in the book review, but he says uh, how Deming worked up till he was uh, 93 years old, and he was still lecturing on his 14 points that made him famous. And one of them is um, remove barriers to pride of workmanship. What does, um, when people are working on, the, on roads, this is just the simplest example I can think of, Kyle. There's huge uh, crews out there, and... They're just being paid a wage. There is no pride of, man, I did a good job on this, you know, because it's my company and, and doing a good job is going to get me my next job, right? It's just like you you service this area, you take care of these jobs uh, or these roads that need to be taken care of. And, you know, if something goes wrong, well, there was a lot of people here, you know, it could have been Bob that that was the fault in that, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it is like, the biggest barrier, you know, these government created things are like the biggest barrier to um, pride of workmanship. It's sure. it's crazy when you think about it, and it, it's not good. Yeah, and you know, Nelson himself, he was in his late 80s when he passed, and he was still doing talks, going to think tanks, things like that. And you know, he was his mind he was writing still. Yeah, he was still writing. His mind was just as sharp as as ever is from what I could see from watching videos from him in the past. And he had pride, Kyle, because this was the infinite banking concept. He was the one that he he brainstormed this idea of what you could do with life insurance. And it meant something to him, right? Yep. It's pride. Mm-hmm. It's something that he he developed that his legacy was going to be built on. Yeah. So I really don't have much more to say about this. Um, but it's just... Really, this was just about awareness. Be aware of what what these plans are, what advantages they give to you, and what some disadvantages could be. Yeah, and once again, just make sure whatever you're doing, whether it is infinite banking or it's some other sort of investing or saving with these plans, just make sure it aligns with what your goals are. That is the number one thing you need to check with. Is it is it aligned with what I'm trying to accomplish? Yep, I think that's a good note to end on, so... With that, guys, we'll talk to you next week. 
This was the Cash Value Solutions Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Check us out at cashvaluesolutions.com. And don't forget to tune in next week.